Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of the Fit Life Formula. I just wanted to let you know that this topic that we're going to cover today, um, the, the title is The Daily Dose. Um, this is actually a presentation that I just did for a company here in Ann Arbor, and it was really successful, and their staff got a lot out of it. So this is just a kind of a shortened version of it, but it's a perfect lunch and learn or a session that I would be happy to come in and help with or run for your company. So if you're an employer or an HR person and you're interested in uh, having me come in and do this presentation, it was really well received. And I think um, the people who have heard it have gotten a ton out of it. So if uh, this seems like a topic that could be helpful at your office, do you think that would help employees or your team? Uh, definitely let me know and we can set something up. If you're in the Ann Arbor area, I'd be happy to come in and present for you. So I uh, hope you enjoy the daily dose and let me know if this you think this would be a good fit for your office. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey, welcome to episode 29 of the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Advantage Strength, we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live more, play more, and feel stronger than ever before so that you can keep doing the things that you love to do and stay active with your family and friends. The Fit Life Formula is a show dedicated to the members of Advantage Strength. Uh, so each week we're going to be sharing some insights or some tips or some tricks on staying healthy, staying active, so that you can keep doing the things that you love to do. So we're going to be talking about not only nutrition and training, um, but we're also going to be talking about uh, mindset, mental health, all those different things that will keep you excited, motivated, and able to be active all the way until you're old and absolutely can't do it anymore. So today I want to share a story that I heard last week, and it was so timely because I've been working on this presentation about exercise and the brain and exactly what happens and um, why exercise feels so good to the brain, why it's rewarding why it helps you focus, um, why it makes you feel more mentally alert, more, more sharp, all of that. And so I'm digging into that a little bit. And, and um, I heard this story last week. And so what happened was we have a member who, you know, is typically pretty solid. Typically, if, if she signs up, she comes and, you know, is, is really consistent like that. But last week, you know, there was a, a Thursday cancellation, a Friday cancellation, and we see this in our system. And then on Tuesday morning, we had a snow day here. On Tuesday morning, she had canceled again. And so to me, that's a red flag. And so uh, 15 minutes after the class started, we, look, we were looking at the schedule and saw that she had canceled. And so I just sent her a quick email like, hey, um, saw that you canceled, just want to check in, make sure everything's okay. And 15 minutes later, she wrote an email back saying, I'm on my way, exclamation point. So I think to myself, you know, maybe she was planning on coming to the eight o'clock class, but signed up accidentally for the seven o'clock. Cause that, that happens cause our, you know, in the schedule, our classes are right next to each other. And you know, you make uh, click on the wrong one that happens. And so uh, she got here and sort of joined the warm up and went about her workout, seemed to have a good workout, but afterwards seemed really happy, really excited that, that she was here, really excited that she got to work out. And I, I said, uh, on her way out the door, she, I said, good job, good job today. And she, she said, you know what? I wasn't going to come. And so I said, what, what do you mean? And she said, I, I wasn't going to come. I had already, you know, at 
this morning I woke up. It was a snow day at school, so I wanted to be home with my son. I thought maybe I'll just hang around and stay cozy and get some grading done, something like that. And she said, then I got your email and it sort of turned me around and I'm so glad I came. And she shared this and, and was just beaming and saying, like, I, you know, she clearly felt accomplished, felt like, thank goodness uh, I came in uh, because I feel so much better now than I did before. And so she said, thank you so much for the email. And, um, you know, I, I just needed that extra little nudge. And then she came in and gave me a big hug. She, she came in and I was going to give her a high five for a good job or a job well done. And she said, oh, no. And she came in. She's like, you get a sweaty hug instead. So um, we hugged it out and she headed out the door and had an awesome day. And so to me, as I'm putting this presentation together about the effects of exercise in the brain, I see this as the perfect illustration of what can happen when you add exercise as a part of your routine. This sort of framework that not I've been working on, it's, it's pretty well known, but this idea of, of dose, a dose of exercise, D-O-S-E. And what that does is it explains the neurotransmitters that are involved, some of, the, some of them, um, especially the feel-good ones that are involved in exercise, and how they work and how they, how they change the chemistry of your brain. So exercise literally changes the chemistry of your body and the chemistry of your brain. So there are more benefits to exercise than what you might see on that magazine cover, like, um, you know, skinny waists and core strength and all of that kind of stuff. So what we know now is um, that there are large effects on four main neurotransmitters in your brain. And so uh, they spell out the acronym DOSE. D for dopamine, O for oxytocin, S for serotonin, and E for endorphins. And with exercise, we get kind of cheater levels of this. Like it, it's, a, it's a fast and easy way to improve the levels of this in your brain. Uh, and so for dopamine, Dopamine really is in charge of um, some mood, but mostly like motivation, reward centers, um, self-esteem, that kind of stuff. So if you're low on dopamine, this is something that incidentally, um, you know, kids or adults even with ADHD, uh, they've found that a lot of adults and kids who have ADHD are low on dopamine. And so when you have that, that sudden rush of, dopamine that happens with exercise, especially um, cardiovascular exercise, you get, uh, you get kind of the reward center is, is rewarded. You get the same areas that light up as if you, you know, grab that piece of candy that you were craving or check something off your to-do list that you've been wanting to do. And so dopamine really works as a, a reward, a pleasure and reward neurotransmitter. The cool thing about exercise, number one, not only does it improve the amount or increase the amount of storage of dopamine in your brain, it also improves the number of enzymes that produce dopamine receptors in the brain. So not only are you, are you creating more dopamine, you're also creating potentially more dopamine receptors in chronic exercisers. So you're increasing the number, the amount of dopamine and also the number of receptors that can take that on. And so you find this effect where, you know, you're able to feel happier and happier with exercise as you make it more of a habit. Um, so that's dopamine. 
Oxytocin is sort of known as the cuddle hormone. Um, it's released with, with touch, with uh, feelings of trust, with sex, with um, you know, feelings of being in a community and all of those things. And so in, in terms of our story today, you know, the, the hug is like the icing on the cake. The hug, the hug is that at the very end is like that, um, release of oxytocin. It's the, it's the icing on the cake. It's what we kind of finished up with, but it completes the, the whole process. Right. And so there's large feelings of trust, large feelings of, of care and feelings of community and all those things that are so important for you and your exercise habit. And, um, it's really something that is, essential uh, to continuing your exercise habits. So there's a lot of times where motivation may drop, but sometimes that feeling of community, that feeling of trust of others um, can help you to get out and get moving or get to the gym or whatever it might be. Incidentally, your your levels of oxytocin also drop when you're separated from others. Uh, so sometimes when you've missed a couple of workouts or you know missed a couple of activity sessions with some friends or family, um, you start to kind of feel this motivation to get back to it. That's why this is so important to have a community, to have a, an exercise buddy and that kind of stuff, or a coach who's looking out for you and caring for you. All right, so we see drops in oxytocin there. Next, we'll talk about serotonin. Um, so serotonin is the main hormone involved in mood stabilization, um, self-esteem, impulse control. Uh, it's also what is controlled by drugs like Prozac or Zoloft or Paxil, um, those SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um, and so by you know, taking those drugs, you're essentially affecting the level of serotonin in your brain that's available to, to stabilize your mood um, and keep you feeling good. Well, it turns out exercise has a very similar effect. It goes about it in a different way. Um, basically, you're releasing more serotonin into your into your brain so it's there and able to be used. Um, and so exercise has that effect where it's, it can stabilize your mood and um, just be an all-around kind of feel-good thing. In fact, a lot of experts will say that exercise, especially cardiovascular exercise, is sort of like taking a little bit of Ritalin with the dopamine control and a, a little bit of Prozac. So you have, you're controlling that, those levels of serotonin. So um, it can stave off stress by counteracting cortisol. And so the serotonin really flows when we feel important, when we feel like we're a part of a group, um, and also, you know, elevates our mood and helps to combat depressive symptoms. And finally, endorphins. Endorphins is an easy one when it comes to exercise. You know, you're, you're kicking that off by being active. It's sort of a fight or flight uh, hormone. Um, it can also reduce stress and improve your mood. So a lot of these work together kind of on the, on the same job. Um, endorphins are released during sex, laughter, exercise, any, any kind of like active activity. Uh, endorphins are also responsible for the running, runner's high. So with exercise or, you know, with, with running, you get increased levels of endorphins. And those four things together, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, all work together to be sort of these feel-good, kind of happy, happy drugs, natural drugs in your brain. Um, and so this, this chemical cocktail is what's released during, uh, during exercise, along with some other things. But um, how can we 
create this? How can we, the question is, what kind of exercise is best and how can you create this for yourself? Here's the thing, before we go on into that section, I think uh, the biggest part of the value or the biggest value I think of knowing what happens in your brain is sometimes when you know something is happening, it's easier to label it and notice it. So, you know, sometimes you might say, well, so if I go out for a run or if I exercise, I, I just feel much better the rest of the day. But when you, when you know exactly what's going on in your brain, um, you know, in terms of, yes, there's this brain balancing cocktail that's going on there that um, I have different chemicals in my brain that are helping me feel this way. Sometimes when you know that all that's going on, it, it gives you just that much more intense feeling. So for me, if I exercise, I know 100% that not only am I doing something good for my body, I'm also doing something that's good for my brain. And that just makes me want to do it that much more. And the rewards are that much greater. So this stuff is, is super important to know. Um, and at least, you know, if you know it, then you can kind of look in and, and notice it happening. And so how do you get this? How do you get this effect? Uh, there's basically what we'll, we'll talk about two different kinds of exercises and then two different or a, a few different environmental things that you can do for yourself. And so let's talk a, about aerobic exercise on the brain. I think most studies are done on aerobic exercise and um, we know that aerobic exercise, in addition to actually a lot of the the benefits that are the same on the body are the same in the brain. So with aerobic exercise, we get increased uh, vascularization. So more blood flow to more areas of the body. Turns out the same thing happens in your brain. So when you improve blood flow, um, not only by increasing the number of capillaries, the, the number of vessels in the brain, you're also, when the more blood flows through there, you're improving the levels of oxygen, of nutrients, of waste disposal, all of those kinds of things. So um, that's all going on in your brain. So you're essentially uh, fertilizing your brain, I guess it, it would be a good way to think of it. Um, and speaking of fertilizing your brain, there's also with aerobic exercise, there's increased levels of BDNF. So BDNF is brain derived neurotropic factor. And it's sort of right now kind of being called miracle grow for the brain. So it actually leads to neuron growth in your brain. And with aerobic exercises, we see a lot more of this uh, neuron growth, at least in, um, in animal studies, they've noticed this. Uh, but it definitely helps to grow new neural cells and improve neural networks. So this BDNF that's released during exercise, uh, and it's, there's other things that help release it, but it's, it's particularly sharp in aerobic exercise. Uh, so you're basically sprinkling your brain with miracle grow that's helping your brain not only uh, grow, but also operate better. Like we mentioned earlier, with aerobic exercise, you're increasing stored dopamine and also dopamine receptors or the ability to have more dopamine receptors. Uh, so that's a major benefit right there. Um, and so then the prescription here would be 75 to 80% of your heart rate. So think of that as, as, you know, your breath is up to the point where you could carry on a conversation, but it would be a breathy conversation. Um, or when you're done, you know, it takes you a while to get your breath back. And we'd be looking to work at that pace for like 30 minutes, at least three times a week. And when it comes to, you know, steady state, so that would be you running on the treadmill for 30 minutes at the, at the same speed versus intervals, meaning you run really fast and then rest, run really fast and then rest. I think both of those, uh, training 
zones are important for your exercise program, but in terms of these benefits that come along with aerobic exercise, intervals seem to give a more powerful effect. So if you're short on time, if you don't have 30 minutes, if you run uh, 10 intervals of you know, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, whatever it is, whatever the interval is, you tend to get really similar results in a shorter amount of time. Um, so that's one thing to think about when you're, when you're thinking about aerobic exercise. You don't have to spend a ton of time doing it. Um, you do get a lot of the same brain benefits when you go with intervals. And so some of these, uh, uh, some of these aerobic exercises would be like a walk or a run, um, play a sport, like if you're an adult league sport, uh, rowing, sledding. So it's winter now. So um, sledding is like the perfect interval workout. You rest as you go down the hill and then, you know, you're schlepping the sled back up the hill or running it up the hill even. Um, so sledding is a great way to, to have an aerobic, uh, to do some aerobic exercise and get a lot out of it and have fun at the same time. Something like uh, like an extreme gardening or like fast cleaning your house or something like that can even be enough to bring your heart rate up that high. Um, or, you know, you can play with your kids and, and all of that. So play on the playground, all that kind of stuff um, is a great way to get moving, get elevated, and just get your half an hour's worth of work out there. And in terms of the Fit Life formula, you know, we haven't mentioned it on this episode, but the, the Fit Life formula, uh, we talk about three days of something you love to do. It's a great time. That's a great time to get your aerobic exercise in because, you know, it's it's just, you know, you're heart rate is slightly up, but you can still do something that's fun and, and enjoyable and engaging for you. So um, use your three days of something you love to do to get that aerobic exercise. So let's talk about um, resistance training. There's a lot fewer studies on this, but there's getting to be more and more uh, studies on strength training and the brain. And so what they find is a similar release of BDNF that miracle grow for your brain uh, during like straining muscular contraction. So something where you're having to work hard to lift up weight. Also, um, testosterone, it turns out, is important for nerve function. So with increased muscle mass, you're also, uh, with, with strength training, you're releasing testosterone. And testosterone is really important for nerve function, so the, the efficiency of your nerve function. And finally, uh, muscle with muscle mass, you're better able to maintain your insulin sensitivity. So this is more along the lines of, of diabetes, but what they've found is that the connection between diabetes, depression, and dementia is very strong, much stronger than you would expect. So by maintaining your muscle mass, you are avoiding diabetes and you're also increasing the likelihood that you will avoid dementia. Um, because the, a lot of the symptoms of diabetes, the inflammation, and that is seen in the brain and has, has been seen to cause a lot of the symptoms of dementia. And so don't forget that, that muscles are an organ too. Um, and so when we use our muscles, when we, when we strength train, particularly resistance train, um, it affects our body chemistry. It causes the release of hormones and changes the chemical makeup of our body. Um, the, the fun thing is the studies that have been done on humans are uh, kind of leading to the point that, you know, in a research review, they're leading to the point that if you strength train, meaning, you know, you use resistance, you, you do resistance training, 
it helps to improve, they studied depression particularly, helps to improve depressive symptoms regardless of the sets or reps, so regardless of what the exercise was, and uh, regardless of whether or not you got stronger, right? So the study, you know, some of the studies were like six weeks long, and regardless of whether people show strength increases, they do show improvements in these depressive symptoms. So that's just another nod to uh, exercise in general and that, it, that um, you know, your strength training in terms of the effects on the brain doesn't really uh, matter as much. Just the fact that your resistance training is going to help you get that dose. And so what resistance training looks like to us here anyway is, you know, we, we work on elements of power, which is, you know, expressing strength quickly. It might look like a jump or a, a sprint or a medicine ball throw, something like that. Um, you know, we want to work, we want to do some resistance training with upper body pushing movements, upper body pulling movements, some kind of squatting, some sort of hinging at your hips and some sort of heavy carries or core work like that. So that's what exercise, that's what resistance training looks like in here. And, uh, you know, that is one of those things that this could, that could be at its own presentation, but just a quick overview of, of what the resistance, re resistance training might look like. And so just to wrap this up, there are a couple of other things, you know, in terms of exercise and brain health that are going to help you put together a better program. Um, one thing is, you know, we want to make sure that the other pieces of the puzzle are in place as well. So uh, making sure that you're getting enough sleep, making sure that you, your nutrition is on point, that you're getting enough nutrients. So those things are kind of given when we talk about exercise in the brain. Uh, you can't really be super successful in one area if you're lacking in the other. So we want to make sure that not only is your nutrition on point, but also that you're getting enough sleep. Um, and then after that, when we talk about exercise, exercise outside seems to have a much bigger effect and uh, show more benefits than exercise inside. Particularly, you know, if you think of the difference between a 30-minute uh, session on the elliptical where you are, you know, watching TV or, you know, thinking about work or whatever, you're not really engaged in what your body is doing. Um, Yes, it is still exercise, but I think that's the low end of the spectrum compared to if you did something like went for a trail run or, you know, a run outside where you have to dodge rocks or roots that are on the trail and you have to turn and you have to uh, and you get the trees coming by you. And it's just a much more engaged uh, environment. And so um, if you think about what goes along with that, you get a lot bigger benefits out of something that you have to be engaged in and something that you have to move in different directions and all of that. And that also leads me to um, moving in different directions. So instead of just going for a run, think about making it a trail run. Think about doing some agility work with a, an agility ladder or something like that where you're moving in different directions. Your brain is more engaged. You have to um, sort of manipulate your body in a way that you can't just go on autopilot. And um, so, again, that's, that's going to be like big-time body health thing, big-time um, benefit for your body, but also big-time benefit for your brain, especially when you start getting into cross-body patterns, crawling, all those kinds of things that force you to use your body in different directions. Finally, the last piece of this is find a community. Find a group of people. So whether it's an office uh, softball team, or 
you know, a, a friend that you go on walks or runs with. Having a community is such an important part of creating this habit and getting more out of your exercise, honestly. So just to wrap this up here, the daily dose formula um, looks a lot like the FitLife formula, which would be three days a week of aerobic activity that you enjoy, something that, you know, gets your heart rate up and takes you through big ranges of motion, something like a trail run or rec sports or sledding like we talked about, or some extreme cleaning or gardening. Um, so that's three days of that. Two days a week of resistance training, you're going to get those brain benefits from that and uh, put your brain and body in a much better position to be focused and happy. And then finally, one day a week of stretching your heart rate limit, meaning when you're done with your workout, your hands are on your knees, huffing and puffing, really bringing your heart rate up to sort of that uncomfortable level. Again, that's going to help to change the brain chemistry. And we talked about how interval training tends to be more efficient at releasing those hormones, those happy hormones. So that's the uh, the daily dose formula, which is obviously sort of a combination of the dose chemicals and the fit life formula it just happens to all work together and and like i said before the more i do this the more i talk about this fit life formula the more evidence i find that backs it up so get out there get moving uh, add some things that you love to do some aerobic training some resistance training as part of your daily activity and uh, you'll start to notice the brain benefits right away between uh, your mood your focus your uh, ability to put thoughts together all of that. So keep it moving. And until next time, be sure to follow the fit life formula. That's three days a week of something you love to do two days a week of strength training and one workout that just sucks. I'll talk to you next week.